Well, we're missing something here, JB, I think. What do you, what do you think we should add into this shot? Oh, hold on. I can't hear you. Hold on. We can't hear you, bud. Yeah, see? It happens ah, okay. to you, too. See that? That's a, a tradition right there. It happens to right me, there. too. I was. Okay. I'm so looking for. I'm looking for the broadcast on X here, but you know, I, I guess I got distracted. Yeah, we're here to talk about some football. We can't talk about it about ourselves, though. Yeah, but uh, not just football. You've got teams here. Hey guys. Hello, Merchant Marine. Hello, Wagner. Hello, RPI. Welcome to the ACAC Bowl Selection Show. And maybe their names will be called here. We'll see here as we are live on in the huddles. ECAC Bowl Selection Show Special. Stay tuned, folks. That's right. We're back again for the umpteenth year, it feels like, here. Yeah, it is always fancy. I, I love that one for some reason. We have over 200 viewers, but that, is, that does not include watch parties going on throughout uh, the uh, D3 Nation with respect to ECAC Bowl games. A number of bowls were named on Sunday night. Uh, the Max Centennial Bowls, the uh, Culver's Isthmus Bowl, uh, the Cousin Subs Bowl. Uh, some other bowls out there as well that I'm sure I'm forgetting, New England bowls uh, and others uh, with the ODAC uh, as well with yep. uh, the landmarks. So congratulations to everybody Chesapeake. that's go bo going bowling. Yep. But we still have some unfinished business with bowls. Kind of the last bowls to be named. That is, many, you know, last but not least, I, I think they always say. So what we're going to do here is we're going to uh, have a little bit of discussion real quick with some of the coaches involved uh, in these uh, possibilities of bowls. Uh, we don't know who's in as of right now. So we're going to start, I believe, if I can uh, get this to work correctly. We're gonna go with uh, Merchant Marine Academy, probably first one in here, and Coach Kroll coming up here. And so here we go. Coach Kroll, can you hear us okay? I can hear you just fine. And uh, so first things first, and uh, hi guys, we see you waving in the background. Uh, is that the Secretary's Cup that you guys retained on Saturday uh, against uh, Coast Guard? Is, is that what I'm seeing right there? Yes, sir, it is. So, uh, a tough game uh, for sure for you guys. And uh, had you lost that game, uh, this would have been a tougher road to hoe in terms of whether or not you would get into an ECAC Bowl. You did not get into New England Bowl, but I think you still... you really want to play in a bowl game, it seems like, because not every team that's eligible for these uh, ECAC Bowls and New England Bowls does this, and you guys did. Why did you still put in for an ECAC Bowl a couple weeks ago? We just felt that our kids have prepared all year. Our firstclassmen have, uh, have earned the opportunity and want to, want to finish this thing uh, the right way with eight wins and and give these guys a reward for working all, uh, really hard all season. And uh, it's a great opportunity. You know, the ECAC has done right by us. 2016, the Clayton Chapman Bowl was an awesome experience. So we're excited to, to play another football game. JB, uh, I know you were watching that game uh, the other day, and uh, I, you were definitely excited by mm -hmm. how that game was going along. So what, what are your thoughts here for these guys? 
Well, no, I think, you know, they've, they've had an excellent season, you know, coach, I, I, did you get any words of wisdom from your old pal Toop in Texas? I know that he was, uh, you know, donating blood uh, the day before doing his beat, beat Coast Guard thing. Uh, what did, uh, what did coach Tooper have to say for you guys? Before or after? <laughs> Both. Both. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, before he's, you know, he's obviously very, been very supportive of, of the program. He's still in touch with a bunch of the guys as well. You know, he shoots those guys texts every week. So he's a huge supporter of the program, even from down in Dallas. But after the game, I heard about the fake punt call. That, that wasn't uh, probably our best best decision and the two point going for two early and so, uh, so I heard, I heard his, uh, his second guessing quite a bit, but huge supporter. Well, Coach, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having the team with us here. Uh, we're going to step aside from you guys. Uh, hang in there. We'll see how this turns out for you here. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll get some reactions for sure uh, if you guys are named. So uh, best of luck to you. And let's uh, turn our attention real quick here. Let's go to a, a team that really we've never had, I think, on our map here. Uh, with respect to the ECAC Bulls, since we've been doing this, Widener and Coach Baranek with us here as well. Guys, how's everything going out there? It's going great here in Pennsylvania, man. We're excited to be uh, one of the teams in consideration, and uh, you know we, we look forward for the opportunity to compete another week. I, I see another uh, trophy in the background there. Uh, could you bring it up here and uh, let us see what that is? What is that exactly? Come on up. That's the Pretzel Bowl. Um, you know... Here at Widener, we're everybody's rival every week in the MAC. So there's all types of trophies that run through our league. Some people know about, some don't. Um, but you know, we're 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 no stranger to playing in big football games, and that's why we uh, put our name in the hat here this weekend. Pretzel Bowl sounds like a pretty twisted trophy, if you get what I mean. JB, take me out of that. Well, you know, coaches, tell us a little bit about your season. It seemed like, you know, you got off to a hot start, but you had, a, you know, a couple of challenges midway through, and then you rattled off and won four of your last five games. I mean, tell me a little bit about this team, the resilience that you guys have had throughout the season. Yeah, they're a great group of guys, um, process-driven. Uh, three losses that we had, double overtime to uh, LVC, who's playing in the Max Centennial Bowl, a loss on the road to Stevenson, who's, who's also in that, and then to uh, – to our conference's automatic qualifier in the NCAA's, um, you know, so three tough, tough battles, hard losses. Our season uh, each week in the MAC is uh, a major competition. It's there's a lot of parity in our league, and you know, just another week to be around these guys will be awesome. I think you guys are bringing some fan base with you on here because uh, we're over 300 viewers live right now, uh, plus any watch parties out there. So uh, definitely uh, some Widener Pride fans having some pride about what may be happening here. We'll see what does happen. Guys, hang in there. We got one more uh, team we want to talk with before we start getting these picks out and running here. So uh, good luck to you. Let's go to Troy, New York, RPI. Coach Ralph Isernia joining us, and uh, guys, uh, I hope it's uh, going okay over there. I, I, Coach, I saw you on the sideline on Saturday. I thought you guys were going to uh, nip them at the end. I really did uh, at Union. Uh, your backup quarterback played really sensational football throughout that game, as I know Jake kazanowski has been out for a couple weeks here. But uh, still, you know, with three losses this season, you are still very much in the running here for an ECAC bowl game. How does it feel? How are your emotions after that Dutchman Shoes game? Well, you know, we get over pretty quickly here. So we've got a 24-hour rule, and, 
you know, we're just going to be, you know, done with that game and we're on to the next. Hopefully we have a chance to play another game and, and finish this thing right with, uh, with our seniors and super seniors on the field. Uh, so, um, you know, looking forward to the opportunity. Yeah, Coach, I know that during the, the COVID year and even the year after, you guys dealt with a lot of different restrictions, but you've always had a great um, group of seniors, super seniors, the last couple of seasons. Uh, how many guys are we talking about uh, this season? Is it still in that, like, 30-40 range? Uh, no, right now we've got uh, 19 uh, seniors and super seniors, so uh, nine guys in the senior class and 10 uh, in the, the super senior class. So we're fortunate to have a, a really good uh, graduate program here. Guys come back, uh, want to finish their careers on the field with their guys. And um, I think that speaks to their character and the culture that we've built here. Coach, uh, you guys uh, have played in these bowls before. I think you had Grove City one year uh, and uh, other opponents, very good opponents along the way. What makes you one of uh, the few still Liberty League uh, teams that seems to put in each year for these just in case you don't make the NCAAs, obviously? Why do you want an ECAC bowl game for these guys? Well, just like I said before, it's about finishing the, their careers on the field. Um, you know, these are meaningful games, not only for us, but also for our alums to come back and and, and root for our team. Um, and, you know, for, for us, we're hoping to get in, uh, you know, one more time. This would be our, our ninth consecutive postseason game uh, here at RPI with, uh, with the NCAAs and the ECACs. Uh, it gives us a chance to, to get one more make, week of practice with our guys um, and, you know, share that camaraderie that we have and, and you know, the tight-knit family that we have here. It says uh, as the username uh, on our uh, slate here, Red Fam, and I know it's a big thing, uh, the Red Fam uh, family, basically. And so uh, you guys have exemplified that over the years. Guys, hang in there. Relax a little bit. Let's see what happens. And uh, these picks, as they're going to start coming up, Coach, thanks for joining us, and thanks for having the team with us here as well. So, JB, it's just you and me, kid, for a few minutes here, uh, and uh, we're going to remind everybody how this right. happens, and basically after everybody gets off the table in the various bowls that are mandated by conferences and the NCAA selections before that, uh, the uh, real work gets done this morning, early this morning, where the ECAC yeah. committee gets together and picks the teams for the four bowl games. Now, some years uh, they uh, had tended to go toward three, some years they tended to go toward four. They had so many teams interested again this year that four made sense. And so we appreciate the fact that mm -hmm. they're doing their best to make sure that happens. And uh, they do look at different things, much like what the NCAA uh, looks at with respect to strength of schedule, quality wins, win-loss record, conference record as well. So uh, it's not a carbon copy of the uh, NCAA process, but a lot of the same buzzwords and catchphrases go along with it as well. Uh, anything you want to add to this as we uh, prepare to go to our first bowl name? You know, I just think it's great that we have, you know, four more opportunities for these student athletes, particularly the, the seniors and the fifth years who've come back to, to have one last game. Um, it's, it, you know, there is a trophy on the line. There, there is some, you know, regional bragging rights to be had, interconference uh, play typically, which is great, I think, for the sport. And so I'm excited to see the, the pairings and, and start breaking these games down uh, this week. Well, folks, let's get underway. First up will be the Asa S. Bushnell Bowl. And this bowl is uh, kind of 
pegged as the top level bowl of the ECACs. They do go out of their way to uh, create that type of matchup uh, to, I think, build up the suspense, the excitement. And so congratulations to the following two teams. SUNY Brockport at 8-2, 5-1 and one in the Empire 8, will be traveling to Carnegie Mellon University, 9-1, which is the identical record in the President's Athletic Conference. And JB, both teams exceedingly deserving of this bowl and this matchup, I would have to say. Yeah, I mean, based on their overall records, as well as the fact that they finished in second place in their conferences, just, you know, the only loss to the, the conference champion. I mean, SUNY Brockport was literally a yard or two away from knocking off Susquehanna, the landmark champion, um, and two teams with outstanding defenses. This is going to be a great old school style football game, um, you know, featuring teams that like to pound the ball and play real tough defense. For sure. And again, uh, for those that didn't see our slate earlier, we're going to be going uh, and playing these games on Saturday at home sites. Uh, in this case, Carnegie Mellon will be hosting the game. And uh, it will be, they tend toward noon, to, uh, noon starts, but they don't always go that way. So make sure you kind of uh, watch your local listings on uh, this type of stuff because we will uh, find out for sure. Uh, D3Football.com does put them in the schedule. So you'll want to check out that or watch Twitter or our feed, among other things out there. So congratulations, Brockport and Carnegie Mellon. One down, three to go. Where is this going to go? Well, let's see here, folks. Next up, the James Lineable. And one of you is going to get excited right now. Which one? Let's see. The James Lineable goes to U.S. Merchant Marine Academy, and they'll be visiting Washington and Jefferson. Let's see if uh, there's any reaction from the crowd out there. Gotta love it. It's really a high-quality matchup, to be honest with you. I know uh, Merchant Marine wanted to maybe host the game, but at the same time, mm. it, it's really a, a team that they wouldn't normally get to play. Washington and Jefferson, literally this year, they couldn't play them because Washington Jefferson stayed within the pack uh, due to the new uh, mandate inside the pack for another couple of years here. And so this is one we're all kind of really excited to watch for, JB, because Honestly, I want to see how WJ plays outside of uh, their conference. What are your thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the fact that, you know, the presidents have a um, one of the most fantastic uh, broadcast platforms in all of Division Three, and, and, you know, with a, with a team like the Mariners, they have guys from across the country. So even if the, the, the Mariner fans, family can't you know, travel all the way to Pennsylvania, you're going to get one of the best seats in the house, one of the best broadcast um, experiences that you'll probably see at a Division Three level. They've got um, you know, drones, <laughs> overhead shots, and all sorts of camera angles, and it's a, it's a beautiful stadium. You know, Coach Sirianni and, and um, you know, his team will obviously come prepared. They've got a great passing attack with quarterback Jacob Pugh, among others. But hey, the Mariners are going to do their thing. They're going to um, you know, use the triple option, run the clock, grind the ball, and maybe look for that, that Telson Smith guy over the top. Um, so this, this Mariner team can throw the ball. It should be a really exciting matchup. Coach Kroll, if you're within earshot of us, if you want to come back in for half a second here, we'll uh, find out your thoughts on uh, this uh, bowl pairing, which, uh, I, like I said, I'm very excited about this. I, again, I know it's not the hosting rights uh, that you had necessarily wanted, but uh, 
Kroll just really busted a move down there. That was uh, really good. So, Coach, um, as we were saying here, W&J, a, a team you don't usually get to play here. So uh, what, what do you think about this matchup? Uh, I know you got some audio stuff going on back there, but what do you think about this matchup? Well, really excited. W&J is a great program. Uh, really excited. Pittsburgh, we were, we were hoping to host. Now we're going to Pittsburgh, but a bunch of our Ohio guys will be excited that uh, some of their family can get a close trip, uh, close trip for an away game. So. Absolutely. Uh, well, we're going to leave you right now, but I do want to say uh, to all your guys, thank you. Uh, I haven't gotten to see you personally this year. Thank you for your service to our country. Thank you for what you're about to do as you graduate from the academy, because we know you're going to go in a lot of different directions to help your country out. Thank you for all you do. Best of luck this weekend against W&J. Appreciate it. We appreciate your support of D3 football. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Merchant Thanks, Marine Coach. Academy, great to have them on board with us today and a uh, great reaction from them. So thank you to everybody over there at USMMA in Kings Point. Okay, two down. Two more to go here in JB. Let's see what we got here. Uh, yeah, we got the Clayton Chapman Bowl. And this one may be near and dear to your heart mm. a little bit because, like, that doesn't give it away, right? Right there. I, I, I'm just going to weigh at least half of this bowl right there. The Clayton Chapman Bowl will be played by, yes, Utica traveling to Hobart. And that's a really interesting matchup this year especially because these are two teams. Uh, Utica uh, had a great team, uh, you know, slipped up against uh, some of the top competition ultimately in their conference. And Hobart basically had the same issue. They both, I believe, were undefeated against out-of-conference opponents, and uh, that would be why the records say blank and two in both uh, cases, eight and two, four and two. So, you know, against out-of-conference teams, they were great, but here's a matchup that's going to test who's going to give up their first out-of-conference game this season as Utica travels to Hobart. Kind of set up this match for me. Well, yeah, this is a great matchup as far as upstate New York kind of recruiting and bragging rights is concerned. They're not too far apart from each other. And so, yeah, both teams finished in third place in, in the, their respective conferences. Both have, um, you know, bring a lot to the table with respect to you know the different kind of offenses versus defensive looks I think it'll be uh, you know maybe a, a little more ground and pound running game style for the statesman whereas I know the uh, the pioneers like to air it out I cannot wait to see big tones um, you know moose hogan and and macho man thing I what might have to become do? state you know state Sar Sergeant Statesman, we may have to do like an old 80s uh, WWF, um, you know, showdown here, you know, but uh, hey, I'm excited. I think it's going to be a really great matchup in Geneva, and I know that the Statesman will be really excited to have one, one more home game. And, you know, for the Utica faithful, it's a short drive down the road for them. Keep your shirt on, please. Whatever you do, keep your shirt on, okay? I, I, I implore you. I know you've been uh, on keto and everything, but please keep your shirt on. Okay, so we have an interesting problem here uh, that we've never really had before. Uh, we actually have two teams left and only two slots to go. And so somebody may be going home a little bit ticked off at us. Um, namely, we've got Widener and RPI. You'll hear a little bit of feedback in the background, obviously, as they've got a little bit of delay. But they're seeing, uh, at least Widener's uh, very acutely aware of uh, what's on them right now in RPI as well down there. So, guys, best of luck. We have one bowl left to announce. And... Uh, obviously, only two slots. Let's see what happens here. The Scotty Whitelaw Bowl is going to be played by 
Ah, what the hell? Widener versus RPI. You are the Scotty Whitelaw Bowl. No, no trash talking allowed here, guys, uh, even though you're across from each other right now on the screen. And we're going to talk to both coaches about this in a second. Uh, let's uh, roll both of them in here, uh, Coach Baranak and Coach Isernia, as JB and I talk about this briefly as you guys get into focus here. Uh, this is a great game. This is a great matchup. Widener will be visiting RPI. You guys are going to get a top-level facility, as you guys know, uh, at Widener. RPI is just phenomenal in terms of uh, the uh, ECAV over there. And uh, they bring a big crowd, so will you. I have a funny feeling in a matchup like this. But, um, you know, RPI, uh, again, back of quarterback, don't be fooled by it. Widener, uh, they played strong against Del Val. This is going to be one hell of a matchup. JB, your thoughts? Well, I'm just scrambling to see if I can find when was the last time these guys played each other. I mean, this is a pretty a rare and unique matchup, in my opinion. So I'm, I'm excited to see, uh, you know, how, how this all lines up. It looks like I'm, I'm, I've just pulled up the, the RPI website. And as far as I can tell, doesn't look like these teams have ever actually played each other yet. So we got a, a fresh matchup here. I think that's awesome for D3. And congratulations, guys. Yeah, Wider does not get to uh, upstate New York often. If I remember correctly, uh, Union uh, was a playoff game they played in in 2000. Uh, and uh, that's the last time I can remember Widener making the upstate New York trip in that way. Coach Baranak, uh, if you can uh, look toward us for a second here, uh, what do you think about this matchup? How are you feeling about being on the road, going to RPI? I think it's a great opportunity. Uh, I have a ton of respect for, for their program and the success that they've had. Uh, like their coach said, nine straight playoff appearances. Um, you know, that, that, that's something to be very proud of, and, and they got a great team. Um, I, I will say this on behalf of half of both teams, I don't know if you're going to find uh, a smarter game being played in the country by two, two teams that are full of uh, excellent students and excellent players, and, and that makes me very proud. I'm sure it makes their coach very proud. Um, we're excited for the opportunity to compete against one of the better teams uh, on the East Coast, and we're looking forward to making a trip to New York. Coach Isernia, you're going to be playing host here against a, a very good team, and you know that. Uh, you, you're very aware of the teams throughout this region, and Widener is one of those great teams that always gives DelVal a run for their money uh, in the MAC, and it, you know, sooner or later they're going to knock them off, I have a funny feeling. But uh, this year didn't uh, quite get there, but what's your thoughts on Widener and hosting them? Well, I mean, they're coming from the MAC, and that's, uh, you know, week in, week out, there, there's battles every single week. Um, and you've got a lot of teams in that conference that uh, can go head to head with just about anyone in the country. And, um, you know, a lot of respect for, for Widener, uh, traditional power uh, in Division Three football, going all the way back to Billy White Shoes Johnson and uh, Coach Manlove, who was who was there for for a ton of years. Um, so, uh, you know, they they've always had, uh, you know, quality players and, and uh, great program. If you go back on YouTube, you will find old Widener Stag Bowl highlights and whatnot with uh, all those names you just mentioned, basically, uh, in that, uh, you know, compilation going back. Uh, there is some rich history for both your programs, obviously. Uh, JB, what are your thoughts here? No, I think, yeah, the, once again, this is a great matchup between two very storied programs. And, and like, you know, Coach B said, I mean, 
some of the strongest academics that you'll find. So these are these are some smart student athletes, and it's going to be a, you know a, a great game. I think both teams can you know really get things going on offense. Both play a very aggressive and tough style of defense. So it's going to be a classic football game. I can't wait. Widener uh, students uh, players, uh, if you are excited about this matchup, give me a give me some kind of shout or some kind of high sign here. Wider's ready. RPI, same thing. If you're excited about hosting Wider, let me know right now. Yeah. It's going to be a great matchup for sure. Yeah. Guys, I'm going to be definitely watching for this score when we're doing a bracket blitz show, even though I'm going to be focused on about 15 games simultaneously. This is one I'm going to be watching from the ECACs for sure. Best of luck to everybody. Thanks for joining us, and uh, good luck to both teams. Congratulations! Wow, absolutely. I like how you started. I, I I thought you had you had me hang you had me hanging there. It was like somebody's gonna go home disappointed. And then whew, nope, they both both get in at the last second. Man, nicely done. Very dramatic. <laughs> Someday we're gonna have a uh, you know uh, real mess up on that, and somebody is gonna go home disappointed. We just won't let you know what year it's gonna be. I guess. Uh, let's go to the four yeah. bowl games uh, for those just joining us here with four minutes left on our show here. First up, uh, the Asa S. Bushnell Bowl. SUNY Brockport will be traveling to Carnegie Mellon University. Uh, a, a very good matchup. Uh, remember last year, SUNY Brockport was supposed to play uh, Westminster, and because of a snowstorm, that game did not occur. I can assure everybody that with the weather at the end of this week and into the weekend, it looks like it's going to be beautiful. Uh, and then maybe a little rainy, but in the 50s and 60s, perhaps, instead of uh, a winter weather type of situation. Uh, so let's continue here. The James Line of Bowl is the U.S. Merchant Marine Academy traveling to Washington and Jefferson for W&J's first non-conference game of the year. Uh, you know, W&J is used to playing the Carnegie Mellons of the world and Grove Cities of the world. Merchant Marine Academy presents a very, very rare opportunity for them to have to face a well-executed triple option a la what you know, Springfield has run. But Towson Smith, as you pointed out, is going to be a very interesting weapon in terms of receiving ability. So we'll see what happens in that game. Utica University will be visiting Hobart. Maybe a short trip in terms of uh, mileage log, but it's going to be a long day for somebody in this game because it's going to be a really good game. Uh, I, I feel like you're going to see some points going up on this one for some reason, but we'll see uh, what it leads to. But Utica and Hobart both, uh, again, were perfect in their out-of-conference schedules, and we'll see where this goes. In Widener and RPI, 7-3, uh, seven seven uh, both with three losses in their conference. Again, these are both teams who were perfect in their out-of-conference games, and we'll see uh, how this one plays out ultimately as it's going to be, I think, a really tough, brutal battle between those two. JB, your thoughts, uh, you know, what are you excited for here with this slate of four games? And, uh, you know, what, what do you intend to watch uh, to the degree that we're able to during the Bracket Blitz show? Well, I mean, so... 
the one the one real positive about this year's ECAC grouping is that all of these eight teams are very strong. You know, eight seven wins, even one with nine wins regular seasons, and that's partially due to the fact we only had the three at large berth opportunity in the NCAA's. But the flip side of that is, is that we get some outstanding bowl matchups that give all of these players a chance to go up against some of the best teams in in like you say region two if you want, or really the country because all of these teams are, are very strong. Um, and so I think it's going to be awesome matchups. These aren't going to be, you know, kind of games that teams are going to throw away because of who they're playing. Um, everyone's going to be motivated for this, and it should lead to some exciting football. Uh, I know we'll have to sort of wait and see how uh, the schools sort of schedule the games, whether they're noon or one. It's, I guess it's possible that we could even see a night game maybe. I know um, – yeah, you know, I guess we'll just have to wait if whether they, you know, schools can figure that out if they want to play under the lights or not. But hey, uh, I'm excited to see how these. Some of the, honestly, if these four games are going to be a lot better than some of the first round NCAA playoff games. So if you like good football, make sure that you uh, you tune in appropriately. Absolutely, uh, it will be uh, something to watch for for sure. Uh, we're uh, thrilled again uh, to have been able to do this. Thanks to Dylan and uh, the, everybody over at the ECAC. Uh, for letting us do this one more time. Uh, it's been an honor Absolutely. to uh, be able to deliver this news, kind of round out the rest of the postseason with the ECAC Bowl announcements. So thanks to everybody over at the ECAC. Thanks to, to the teams that joined us, to all the viewers. And folks, it's been a long, long last three days for us, actually four days going back uh, to Thursday yeah. and getting things ready. Uh, so we're going to take a breather mm -hmm. tomorrow. Wednesday we'll be back with some stuff, obviously, uh, into Thursday. Friday's live show, we'll talk about these bowl games. We'll talk about the NCAA uh, playoff games, etc. So, again, thanks for joining us. Thanks for your patience with this. I, I think we've had some great content and great, exciting reactions about various things throughout the last few days. And I hope uh, you continue to join us uh, as we do these uh, shows into the playoffs. Thanks again.